Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for coming back and joining us on this podcast. We are in Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Broad Network, and this is Episode 2. We began this season, we kicked it off by examining what it means to weather the storm with focus. And today we begin a series on what it means to weather the storm with the fruit of the Spirit. Of course, we read about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. So if you have your Bibles and you're in a place where you can open them, I invite you to that great text, and we will look at that in just a moment. I would like to uh, say thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, thank you to the Scattered Abroad Network for having this podcast on its network. And if you haven't already, please go check us out on Facebook. Like us on Instagram, and certainly we ask that you pray for the Scattered Abroad Network as we strive to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible. In Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16, the Apostle Paul speaks of walking in the Spirit. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, in contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. And Paul says, And those who are Christ, those who belong to Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so, again, we kick off a series in this of how we can weather the storm with the fruit of the Spirit. And we begin with the first one that is mentioned in the list, and that is love. You know, love is the first thing mentioned here in this list, and, and I believe there's a reason for that. You know, without love, the rest of these attributes, the rest of these qualities wouldn't really matter. Our minds go to 1 Corinthians 13, that great chapter on love. Of course, in the context in between chapters 12 and 14, which reference spiritual gifts. And we certainly understand in the first century context what that would have meant. But we think about love being the greatest gift. You know, Paul closes out the, the 12th chapter. He says, I want to show you a more excellent way. I want to show you what it's all about. And it's all about having love. So love is the first thing mentioned because without it, the rest wouldn't really matter. In 1 Corinthians 13, as you think about how Paul logically brings about the importance of love, 
He says, even if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but if I don't have love, I'm like sounding brass or a clinking cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, if I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so I could remove mountains, but if I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give everything I have to feed the poor, if I give my body to be burned, but if I don't have love, it profits me absolutely nothing. Love in this text of 1 Corinthians 13, as well as Galatians chapter 5 that we opened up with a moment ago. The word for love here is agape. And agape love is the love that wants what's best for others. This form of the word love is found 116 times in the New Testament, and that is according to the New King James Version. And so in all of these times, we understand its importance of wanting what's best for someone else. I want to share with you a few passages where we find the word agape as it's used for love. The first is John 15 and verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Of course, that's Jesus speaking. And he says, the kind of love that I have for you, I want what's best for you. It's a sacrificial love. In the literal sense, Jesus was willing to give his life because of the love that he had for all man. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, we find that God demonstrates his own love, agape love, toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, that's the love that wants what's best for someone else. In Romans chapter 8, verses 35 as well as verse 39, we find this word love, agape love. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In verse 39, it says that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that's a comforting thought for the child of God. And then a great text in 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 7 and going down through verse 10. Beloved, let us love, agape, one another. For love, agape love, is of God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And so when you read those passages, you understand what agape love really looks like. It's sacrificial. It wants what's best for someone else. And when you think about the fruit of the Spirit and applying that to your life as a Christian, Love is the first thing. Love is so important. You think about the, the building blocks of faith, the Christian graces that we find in the book of Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 1, beginning there in verse 5, Peter says, Add to your faith, virtue, to virtue knowledge. And he goes on through all of these things, and included in that list is brotherly kindness and love. He says, If these things are in you and abound, you will not be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if we want to bear much fruit and bear the kind of fruit that God wants us to bear, and that, and of course, He is pleased when His disciples do that, John 15, 8, then we must make sure that love is a part of that. If we're going to weather the storms of life, we must do so with love. I'd like for us to stay there in 1 Corinthians 13 and read verses 4 through 8 and discuss how we can make some practical application to our lives in the context of weathering the storms of life. The Apostle Paul says, Love suffers long and is kind. 
Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And then in verse 8, he says, love never fails. Think about this in the context of striving to weather a storm, of trying to get through a difficult time. Well, it's going to take long suffering. It's going to take the ability to suffer long, to, to go through this time knowing that you're going to make it through. What, what does that? Well, love does. Love does not behave rudely. It doesn't seek its own. So even when you are facing this time, you do so and you handle it in a godly way. Love will bear all things, including the storm that you face. It will believe all things, the best in things, hopes all things. You have the hope of getting through that storm. And love endures all things. You have to have endurance if you're going to weather the storm. And so by applying love, it'll help you to do that. And then I love verse 8, love never fails. If you have love in your heart and you have love to guide you in everything that you do, when you face a difficult time, that love will help you to carry through. So how do we weather the storm with love as we bring our study to a close today? Well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to love the one who has promised to be with us. You know, Jesus went through so many storms. He faced the ultimate storm of death, but he did so with love, love in his heart for you and for me, love in his heart for his Father. And this is evident when you see him on the cross and you think about his last sayings, especially when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being at the foot of the cross and hearing him say that? knowing all that he had been through, knowing all the ridicule, the mocking, all the, the, the pain that he was in, and yet for him to still show that love, that agape love, I want what's best for them. He's praying to the Father to forgive them. And we see this prayer answered in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. The gospel is preached, the gospel is believed, the gospel is obeyed. About 3,000 souls were added to the Lord's church that day, Acts 2.47. When we weather the storms of life, we need to do so with love, love in our heart for the one who's promised to be with us, the one who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, the one who knows what it's like to go through a storm, the one who knows what it's like and, and, and has the ability to calm the storm around you, to calm the winds, to calm the sea. A second way that we can weather the storm with love is to have love in our hearts for those around us who may be affected. By our storm. You know, that's something that we don't think about. When we're going through a difficult time, sometimes we're not the only one affected by that. There's an illustration that we find in the scriptures in Mark chapter 4, and we think about Jesus and his disciples being in the boat when the storm arose. And if we're not careful, we'll overlook the fact that there were other little boats in the sea as well. You know, the, the storm affected the disciples, no doubt but it also affected those in those other little boats. We may be facing a storm right now that others are being, being, uh, having to go through as well. 
Think about our families. You say, you know, I'm battling a financial storm right now. Well, hey, if you've got family members, they're battling it too. Or, hey, I'm battling an emotional storm right now. I'm going through a bout of depression. Your family's going through it as well. Your friends, your your coworkers, members of, of the church where you attend, they're going through it too. And so we need to have love in our hearts for those around us who may be affected by our storm. And the way that we can get through that, because the love we have for them, it will help us to get through it so we can be there for them. But a third and final way we can weather the storm with love is to have love in our hearts for the opportunity that our faith will be strengthened. You know, it's, it's difficult when you face a time to say, this is good for me. But as you read in Scripture, you find that that's exactly what difficult times will do. The storms of life, the, the difficulties will either shake our faith, break our faith, or they'll make our faith. I heard that quote from Mike Hickson on GBN Live one time, and it's really stuck with me. You know, when you, when you face these difficulties, how will you respond? If we can respond with love in our hearts, it will make all the difference in the world. And so in this episode, we've examined what it means to weather the storm with love. It's the first thing mentioned in our list that we're going to discuss this season, that if we want to apply the fruit of the Spirit to our life, it all begins with love. And so may we all weather the storm with love to the glory of God. I hope and pray that this episode will help you, and I hope that you know that that I love you and God loves you. And may we all apply love to our lives that we may be able to weather the storms. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.